Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today we are doing a 14-team, 9-category head-to-head mock draft. I'm drafting at pick 12. We are going to go through 14 rounds, getting you ready for your fantasy basketball draft. Let's go! open. talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy, and we are doing another mock draft for you today, guys. Today's mock draft is a 14-team, nine-category, head-to-head mock draft. Uh, first 14-team mock draft I think I've done this season, so slightly deeper than your standard 12 teams, but... Kind of similar, so I think a lot of people can get some value out of this one if you're in a slightly deeper league, if you're in uh, still a standard 12-team league. I think you'll still get some good value in this mock draft as well. We're going to be talking plenty of player evaluations and things, a lot of preseason updates. We're going to be chatting through this hour-long show I expect to go through. So strap yourselves in and get ready to talk fantasy basketball. Before the draft starts, guys... If you haven't already, please go and check out ballboysnba.com. If you have a fantasy basketball draft coming up any day now or next weekend, whenever it is, uh, the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Season Guide is going to be your ticket to dominating your draft. You can enter and grab a silver or platinum subscription. Platinum subscriptions give you access to all of my projections, my top 250 ranked players in eight categories, nine categories, minus one rankings, um, ESPN points projections, Yahoo points projections, and my silver platinum membership gives you just the top 150 rankings for points and category leagues. I've also got Dynasty League rankings over there as well, fantasy basketball articles, and um, Q&A podcasts will be dropping as the season goes on. But... Let's get into the mock draft here. So we are drafting at pick number 12. We've got 14 people in the room. Hopefully there's no dramas and we are going to be off and running. So two seconds till we start. 14 teams. I think um, we can pretty much um, do the first round as per normal. Now, in a 14-team league draft, and deeper leagues, um, anything beyond this as well, I do believe that you need to take into account even more so um, statistical and categorical scarcity in this draft because, again, you're not going to be able to compete and beat 13 other players in every single category. So you're going to have to really pick and choose your team's strengths and weaknesses, and you're also going to have fewer opportunities to get those strengths onto your team. So remember, there's going to be fewer you know, opportunities for that. So you're going to have to target those stats a little bit more aggressively, in my opinion. Um, slightly more than a 12 team. If you're in a deeper league, say a 16, 18, 20 team, it's going to be even more so heightened. Um, for example, the Ball Boys Championship 30 league, I was at pick 30. So by the time the, um, thing got to me, there was no points, um, no, the assists were so low by the time it got to me, so it was quite hard to make up that kind of, those kind of categories, so it can dictate what you do in drafts like this, so drafts underway, at number one, Nikola Jokic, at number two, Joel Embiid, at three, Luka Doncic, I've now moved Luka down to five on my rankings board behind Tyrese Halliburton, who I would have at three, and Shea at four. Luca's playoff schedule is not as good as those guys. I think he does have a two-game week in the playoffs for fantasy basketball. So that drops him down a little bit for me. I still think he's in that tier above, but just keep that in mind. I do have him now down to five. Lillard goes really high there at number six. I think that's the highest I've seen Lillard go since the trade. Um, Don't think I'd take him over Tatum and... 
Curry, who would be the next pick for me on this spot here. Steph Curry would be my guy here. At pick 12, I'm probably going to be having a few players to um, decide between Kyrie, LaMelo, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Trey Young are some of the guys that I'll have in my queue here. Um, who just went? LaMelo just went off the ball at nine. That's fine. Giannis might be the next one to go here. He'd probably... Yep, there goes Giannis. Number 11, and then it's Mead. Come on, Saeed? Saeed? Let's go. Who you got? Who you got? Who do I want here? I think in this kind of a lead... Oh, Trey Young. Okay. In this kind of a league, points are going to be hard to come by. Um, Kyrie Irving and his hip groin, it's still a little bit of a mystery. Anthony Davis, I don't know if I love him. So I'm going to go Kevin Durant here. Um, I've taken him in a few of these mocks, which is kind of boring. So we'll see who we can get on the way back around. Anthony Davis goes at 13. And to finish the first round, I believe this should be Kyrie Irving. In, to my eyes, it, sh- it should be Kyrie. Maybe Sabonis could go here if you wanted to go with a certain type of build. Uh, but that would be the standard 14, top 14 players in my eyes. And then it starts to get a little weird and wacky after that. All right, King Jobs. How you doing? What are we going here? Winding down the clock, taking his moments. Devin Booker goes at 14. Okay. Leading into those points. And then Donovan Mitchell goes. So, yeah, really getting in those points there for King Jobs. That's, that's fair enough. Kyrie Irving. Look. I think he'll be fine, but you never know with Kyrie. And he's coming back to me at, what's this, pick 17, Kyrie Irving. What do we know about his hip? Um, I don't believe there's anything super concerning. He's got the out indefinitely tag. Again, all that means is they just don't know. It's not like he's out for a super long period of time or anything like that. So I'm going to... I'll take the. Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah, no. What? I'll do it. I'll take. I'll take the plunge here at seventeen. I don't think it's too much for us to really get stressed over. But if you stay up to date with the news and it does turn to something that's a bit more concrete in regards to his availability, um, we'll have to monitor that situation. But remember, when something says I they're out indefinitely, it doesn't mean it doesn't necessitate a time period. It is not like this doomsday tag that they throw on people. It just means that they don't know. <laughs> they don't know how long he's out for. And it's it's almost sometimes like a bit of a lazy, like, oh, he's out indefinitely. Well, we don't know when he's coming back. So, um, yeah, that's just the teams being a bit slack with their reporting. Um, Demontis Sabonis then goes after Mikael Bridges, then after that at 19 to pair with the Giannis team. So I've gone with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving again. It's a pairing that I had in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball FBI World Cup. Um, And it leaves me open to other punt strategies. So for this build with these two players, I'm pretty open still depending on who comes back to me. I've secured a lot of scoring to start off with. Again, very important for me to do so in a 14-team league, especially towards the end of the first round. Need to secure that scoring um, hit there or get those those points in. Jaron Jackson Jr. then goes at 20. Again, I definitely think he's a top 20 guy. I even considered him over my Kyrie Irving pick um, at that spot. So um, again, I've done the, the podcast on him in the top 25 most interesting players. I think sometimes we are letting him fall too far in some drafts. So 20 to me is A-OK. I'd probably even take him ahead of Mikhail Bridges, to be honest. Um, then goes Desmond Bain bit high for my taste. I think we're overvaluing him a little bit, but again, you know, it's all about build. Remember all these things, and I'll talk about this as, as many times as I possibly can. Obviously, I'm doing a mock draft, and we're talking about players going with the board and things like that and where they're getting drafted and such, but, you know, remember that we're always talking about what does it make your team? Like, how strong does it make your team in certain categories? Like, how weak does it make you in certain categories? Are you piling up injury risks or things like that at certain points? Are you, um, is the risk worth the point at which you're drafting them at that spot? Like, how well does it blend as a team? What are your strengths, weaknesses, etc.? So, remember that whenever I say that someone's going too high or too low, there are certain things we need to be aware of, like categorical scarcity. I will continue to preach about that. So getting, if you want to be competitive in points, free throw percentage, um, assists, you've got to get those early. 
Um, but if you want to punt those things, that's why I think those are the best punt strategies this season because those three categories are the hardest to build up later in drafts. So I think punting points, punting assists, punting free throw percentages are always very, very good strategies because like you know, they're harder to find later. So if you fall behind in these first couple of rounds, don't scramble and try to build it back up. Just punt it. Get the other guys. Continue building on your other strengths as well. So little ramble on there. So after Jaron Jackson went Desmond Bain. Carl Anthony Town seems to be going a bit higher in drafts at 22. Uh, Jimmy Butler at 23. Don't mind that. Kawhi Leonard at 24. James Harden at 25. So And then Paul George at 26. So we've got all these risky players towards the end of the second round in standard leagues and in this league as well. Fred Van Vliet at 27. I, I don't disagree with any of them, really. Um, Kawhi Leonard is apparently healthy, which is good. We'll wait to see. He's probably still going to be sitting out some back-to-back. Jimmy Butler's going to have to play as much as they can, as much as he can handle because of the lack of depth. And there goes my boy, Evan Mobley at 28. I don't mind it at all, mate. Now, he's obviously picking on the turn here, so he's not going to come back around to you. In standard leagues, you don't necessarily have to take him this high, but again, if you're drafting on the turn, I don't mind it, man. Like, I think it's fine. You, you Maybe leaning into a bit more of a punt threes build in this situation here. We'll see how he goes on the next pick. And again, you've got to be mindful of the points as well. So, all right. He's going triple big man. Nikola Jokic, Evan Mobley, Bam Adebayo. So, to me, that looks like you're leading into a bit of a punt threes. The points are something to be mindful of. Again, in a 14-team league, we'll see if he can make that work. But leading into that punt uh, threes build, he's got some assists from his big man. So, even though he doesn't have a point guard, looking quite strong in that category there as well. Evan Mobley, what have we thought about Evan Mobley so far in the preseason? I really liked his first game. Didn't see much of the second game, but I don't think he played all that much. Um, a lot of time at center. I think Jarrett Allen, again, the bone bruise. Definitely something to watch here, guys. Um, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. After Bam goes Larry Markin and then Darius, Darius Garland at 31. I think that's fine. So let's have a look at some of these team builds. So Jokic, Mobley, Bam, three builds, maybe punt assists. Sorry, maybe punt threes. He's good in assists. Embiid, Fred, and Lowry. Maybe this person's going with that punt field goal percentage build with the Embiid team. I really like that that approach with Joel Embiid. Remember, he is not a huge field goal percentage big guy. He's positive in that direction, but compared to other centers, not the biggest source of his value. Luca's team has gone with Paul George and Garland. So interestingly, maybe not the typical punt three, or sorry, punt free throw percentage guys you see with Luca. Kristaps, Harden, and Shea. What's that team doing? Maybe maybe a balanced build over there. I mean, his, his team name is called No Punts, so maybe that gives it away. Victor Weminyama went at 33, and I have just nudged him up a little bit in my rankings. He falls probably around this kind of a spot to me. He looks he looks like an absolute freak. I'm, I'm happy to see he didn't go in the second round here. I think he might start to go towards that back end of the second round in, in some drafts the more we see about him. Look, it could be the right place to go, but it also could be very early, and you just don't know with these rookies. So I think, for me, I'd rather be drafting some more established players ahead of him. But... He's he's bloody good. He he is bloody good. Um, so in this type of a build, hmm, what's that? Punting points? No, maybe balance still at this stage. Unsure. Uh, Lillard, Butler, and LeBron James again. Not a bit of a weird build there. Um, maybe a steals punt. Although Jimmy's elite in that area, I'm not sure. J- uh, Tatum, Calvin Towns, Dejounte, blocks potentially. Steph, Desmond, Cade, maybe you're looking at a blocks build there. And I am on the clock. Let's have a look. What do I want to do? I'm messing around too much here. Did, um, Miles Turner went. Damn. Okay. Um, see, this is, again, I'm often leaning more towards that punt assist build by this stage. Um, in this build is where I've gone to. Do I want to switch it up? Do I want to switch it up? Yeah, let's switch it up. I'm going to just focus on a punt steals build. That's what I'm going to do. And in a punt steals build, I'm going to draft my guy here, Jordan Poole. Um, I just think he's going to be really, really good this season. I've talked about him in my uh, most recent 
top 25 most interesting uh, player discussion. And even in a nine-category ranking, my projections have him at number 40. Eight-category rankings, he is uh, top 30, which, again, I probably would value that a little bit more. So turnovers bring him down. He gets less than a steal per game, so that's not a source of his value. The field goal percentage hurts me, so I'm going to see if I can absorb it. Um, maybe we'll lean into a punt field goal later, but Kyrie, Kevin Durant, both good field goal guys. So we're looking at a punt steals build. I'm also neglecting the turnovers a fair bit here. I don't really take that too much into consideration. And we'll see how we go here. So punting steals, who am I targeting on my next pick? Um, Aiton might be a guy that I want to look at. Zach Levine is another one I'm looking at here as well. What are we at? Pick 45. I think I will go with a Zach Levine. Again, this is where I'll preach categorical scarcity. What's going to be harder for me to find later? It's going to be points. It's going to be assists. It's going to be free throw percentage. And what have I started my draft with? I've started with huge points, huge free throw percentage, and huge assists as well. So um, I haven't drafted my big man yet. That's fine. I will sort that out later because those categories, those stats are more abundant later in drafts as well. So I think I'm pretty happy with this with this build to start off with here. I'm going to try and salvage the assists a little bit more than uh, I guess what I would typically do. Normally, I like to punt at least two categories, but in today's mock, I want to just mix it up a little bit because I think I did something similar to this before with a punt assists and steals build. So I'll try to get some more assists in this build and maybe not finish dead last in, this cate- in that category um, and just see how it goes. Let me know what you guys... Do you guys like to punt more than one category? Do you like to punt one category at a time? I usually find that I like to punt more than, like more than one. Maybe two or three is the sweet spot for me. I've done some um, teams where I punted four categories. I've won some leagues with that. I've also you know, flamed out in leagues like that because it is quite risky, especially, again, it all comes down to like that one category. Usually it's points or steals is usually the category that it comes down to. Um and it's just riskier, especially in a 14-team league draft. You've got more teams that have a chance to beat you in that one category that you're close to them with. So um, probably lean a little bit less away from those heavy, heavy punt builds and concentrate more on two, three, or one to two category punts. Again, I don't know if I really consider punting turnovers as like a punt strategy. It's just more valuing players differently. All right, so just to read off the picks after my Jordan Poole pick, uh, after that went Jaron Fox at 41, Jamal Murray at 42, Chet Holmgren at 43, Drew at 44, and then I came back around and I picked Zach Levine again at 45, Jalen Brown at 46, Walker Kessler at 47, OG at 48, and there goes Scotty Barnes at 49. I don't love, man. I don't love it, man. (laughs) Scotty Barnes has got to have a lot go his way to even get to this spot. Remember, he was outside the top 100 after Pirtle went. It has to fit your build. And if I look at this uh, Gemmo Butler's team, Steph, Bain, Kay Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, I don't really see the build here. I don't know exactly what this team is, you know, their strengths are or their weaknesses are. I don't really see it here. Um, maybe they're punting rebounds or, or blocks. It has to be blocks, right? But in a punt blocks build, Scotty Barnes is like, he doesn't gain value from that. Like, he's not sure he's not a two point three block guy, but he's not elevated in, in a build like that. It doesn't raise his value. So I'd rather be looking at someone else uh, on the board here um, than than a Scotty Barnes. Interesting to see that DeAndre Ayton is still on the board and Vucevic went ahead of DeAndre Ayton. I would not be doing that. I think Ayton should go ahead of Vucevic one hundred percent of the time. Um, he's just going to score more, in my opinion. Much better field goal percentage boost. Even though he doesn't block a lot of shots, he'll block more shots than Vucevic. Um, I think, yeah, Vuce might hit a three more and get some more assists. Look, I, I don't like Vucevic. He comes out poorly in my rankings, but he does fit well in a punt blocks team, which I think this team is doing. So I actually don't mind it at that pick there because you've got Cat. You've got Vucevic, you've got Tatum, you've got DeJounte. You've actually got some really good rebounds on that team. So it's, again, it's a it's a difficult thing to punt blocks and still be strong in that category. So this team's done a good job at that. Maybe you're a little bit light on in the assist department, but in saying that, you've got two centers here that can give you maybe three, cat, maybe four and a half assists per game. So I don't mind that one there 
Anthony Simons at 55 that just went, I don't love that at all. Um, I don't believe people are auto-drafting. No, no, I don't think so. AP, I think we've got everyone in the room here, says here on my thing. So don't stress about that, mate. Uh, Jondre Ayton went. When did he go? 53. That's late for me, for Ayton. I think he should go in the 40s. And if you are a team that is punting assists or steals or both, I would definitely consider him. Like, I consider him back here, but again, wanted that categorical scarcity. Um, so after Simons at 53 went, uh, which I didn't like, um, DeMar DeRozan then went, Paolo Boncaro. Again, it's pretty bloody early for Paolo. I know this team looks like they're punting free throw, uh, sorry, threes. So the DeRozan pick I like at 56. That's good value, especially in that kind of a build. Paolo, I think that's a bit early because this team assists or you're also probably punting steals at this point as well. So threes and steals. Um, and the blocks, you've got Mobley, but you probably need some more blocks. So we'll see how King Kyrie Irving uh, addresses that later on. After Paolo went Devin Vassell, like that. Brandon Ingram at 59 is fine. He seems to sometimes fall in a lot of these drafts, which I find interesting. Um, but at that spot, I think he's good. Worry a little bit, a little bit about durability, but again, you're injury prone, so you're not. So we'll see. No punts. Who are you not punting with at this pick here? Let me guess. It's going to be Jarrett Allen. Jarrett Allen's going to be the pick here. I'm just going to have a wild guess. He's the top of the board here, so that's that's my wild guess. Jarrett Allen. Come on, no punts. Come on, mate. Oh, he surprises me and goes with Bradley Beal. I like that pick a lot more than Jarrett Allen. Um, so that's good. That's good. All right. There goes Shangoon at 61. I like it. I have been enjoying what I've been seeing from Alper and Shangoon. Not enough to really change my evaluation of him, but I feel, feel confident that we're going to see the higher end of my projections for Shangoon. I, I think that the coach is going to feature him a lot on offense. Um which has me excited. I don't think we're going to see him getting stuffed around like he was last year. Now, how much does that actually translate to fantasy value? We will see, but I, I still like Shangun around this area. He has, obviously has upside. So it's coming down to my pick here. So I'm going to have to start to look at some big guys. So I'm going to throw some in my queue here. Um, my free throw percentage is extremely strong. So I can now start to absorb some of the poorer free throw percentage guys. Um, so we'll see who makes their way back around to me. I'm eyeing off some players like Gobert, Jarrett Allen, and Jakob Pertl as some players that I want to make it down to me. We'll see if any of them then, any of them get there. Brooke Lopez, it'll probably, I'll be picking up pick 68. That'll be a bit too early for me. At that spot, uh, Zion went after Shengun. So it's this fifth round, maybe sixth round in the standard league that these risky upside picks really start going. And I don't mind it. I think that's a, a decent spot because the difference between being like in the 60s and being like top 30 is huge. And some of these players have the ability to get there. Um, so I think this is where you can start to take some calculated risks. Your first three picks or so need to be a bit more safe. Fourth pick in a standard league, probably still the same thing. And then when we start to get fifth, sixth, seventh picks, this is where you want to take those guys that could be, in my opinion, like potential league winners. Um, within reason, again, you still always, 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 if you haven't already, I'll keep referring to it. But if you want to watch one more video, or listen to one more podcast from my uh, channel, or podcast this this year. It's it's the how to build the best team in fantasy basketball podcast. The the art of team building. Go and check that one out. I would highly recommend it. It will make you a better fantasy basketball player if you're playing category leagues, uh, which hopefully if you're watching this one you are. But it is, in my opinion, the biggest thing that gets brushed over in fantasy basketball. We concentrate so much on rankings and. Oh, there goes Jarrett Allen. Okay, so I need a big guy. I need a big guy. So before they all come off and I can take some more later round bigs, I'm going to be going Yucca Pertle, I think, at this spot. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. Not the biggest scorer, but again, I've built up my points early. I'm going to get some blocks, field goal percentage, and rebounds with this pick. He still gives me some assists from the big man position. So let's go, Jakob. I think I can absorb his terrible free throw shooting with Kyrie, Jordan Poole, Zach Levine, and Kevin Durant. All elite free throw guys. I'm very strong in that category. So, again, I can take the little hit there. And he's going to help offset some of the poor field goals. So, I get a play like Jordan Poole. I need to get some of these big field goal guys laid off. I want to be semi-competitive in that category. After Poole, oh, sorry, after Pirtle goes Cameron Johnson. Who am I going to want on the way back around? Let's have a look-see here. Okay, I've got in my queue, let's put... Um, who do I want to put? Franz Wagner's going to go on my queue. I'm going to put... Oh, well, he's not going to make it back to me. Can't say these people out loud. Um, do I go early on a player like... Duran or someone like that. Might be a little early. Chrissy Middleton. Hmm. Tricky spot in the draft around this this point. Don't really know where I want to go here. I feel like it's a bit early for some of those guys that are your sort of flyer bigs later on. So how far back can I push this center need? And this field goal percentage and rebound need. How far can I push that back? That is the question. Well, there goes Mark Williams. Mm. And I feel like that will start a bit of a center run. I think I'm going to leave it. And I think I'm going to see if I can get some centers later. I'm going to still just really hone in on that categorical scarcity of points, assists, free throw percentage be really strong there, and then I can scoop up some good bigs later. So the guy I'm looking at here is Tyler Hero, and I think I like it. I think I like it. Again, in my build, don't care about the fact of fact that he's lacking defensive stats. Um, he's actually a decent rebounder for a guard as well. He's going to score a lot. He's going to shoot a lot of threes. The assist will be decent. I expect him to get more assist volume this season with, I think, Kyle Lowry taking a slight step back. Some of those guys in the depth on the heat have left. So Tyler Hero, to me, is a good player to pick here. It really was a decision for me to go with a big at that point. But I think in terms of overall value, it was a slight reach to get some of those guys at this spot like a Gafford or a Durant were the players that I like you know, that give me those kind of stats. So I'll risk trying to get them later, but even if I can't, I, I can probably still target some of those other guys later. You know, maybe someone it's, it's someone like a Clint Capella. Maybe it's someone like a Wendell Carter Jr. or a Zach Collins or a Mitchell Robinson or, you know, those kind of types of players later. I think it's better to get them later and get a hero now than get like a Duran or someone now and settle for... I don't know, a Buddy Heald or something like that later because I think there's a lot of risk with a player like that. 
After Tyler Hero went Tyus Jones, then Terry Rozier, Jeremy Grant, Jalen Green at 77. I hate that pick. I'm sorry, Gemmo, mate. I just don't uh, I don't like the way a lot of your picks have gone. I'm sorry to pick on you. You obviously have a different view to me. That's fine. Um, look, he's a great scorer, but he provides nothing else in my opinion. Threes, yeah, maybe. I, I see him more as a guy towards the 90s, 100s zone. Even in a minus one, like punt rankings don't really get him up very high because, again, when you're good at one or two categories and bad at five or six, that is harder to justify in any build um, versus if you're bad at one to two to three categories, it's more justifiable because, again, if you punt one or two of them, then you're great in, in, a, in a different build. So Jalen Green, to me, falls into that, that realm of, it just isn't good enough in, in enough things. You know, that RJ Barrett kind of type of player. Now, I think he's better. I've said this before, but don't get it twisted. I think he's better than RJ Barrett, but to me, I want to see it first. He hasn't proven it to me yet. There's more talent on the Houston Rockets this season. I'm, I'm just not about it at that spot. Chris Paul goes at 78. I think that's a fine spot to get him. Sometimes you'll see him going later in draft. So interesting to see he went here. He obviously is sitting again at the top of the queue and Yahoo's board. So that always plays into a, into into um, you know people's psychology. Again, I'm doing this mock draft on Yahoo as opposed to Fantrax, where I've done it in the past. Those pre ranks have a, they have a big thing, man. So Clint Capella is sitting at the top of the queue here. To me, in a in a Fantrax draft, he goes like 90s, 100 sometimes, but he probably will go earlier in a draft like this because he is just sitting at the top there and. Psychologically, we just we want to draft the guy that's at the top there. It feels safer. There goes Michael Porter Jr. at 81. I think that's a fine spot to grab him. Again, I don't... Oh, no punts. Again, he's not punting. He's not punting. Um, Marcus Smart went before and Kyle Kuzma went before at 79 and 80, respectively. I like Kyle Kuzma this season. I think he's going to be good. Be aware of the poor percentages. Be aware of the poor free throws, especially. Um, but if you can handle it, He's going to score. He's going to rebound. He's going to hit threes. He's going to get assists. Um, defensive stats won't be there. So, look, he does have some issues. But, for example, I like Kyle Kuzma a lot more than I like Jalen Green because Kyle Kuzma is going to give me at least some decent rebounding, which Green will not. Um, so, there's just it's just that one extra category, and I think the rest is going to be pretty similar, to be honest. Um, you know, maybe Kyle Kuzma even gets more assists and, and, and more threes. That, that, that's definitely uh, possible. Field goal percentage might be even a bit better as well. So I think definitely, if you want that late point scorer player, Kyle Kuzma over Green for me. CJ McCollum, don't love it. Tobias Harris, gross. That should have gone to the no punts team. Tobias Harris, he needed to go to the no punts team. Remember, in my nine category rankings, Tobias Harris to me is like a top 80 player. But I don't draft off nine category rankings. That's just not my, that's not my thing. That's not my shtick. Uh, what have I actually got Tobias Harris in? I've got him 73rd ranked in nine categories with the same stats, the same categories. He is 114th in a minus one rankings. I haven't changed anything. It's just the way you view drafting changes his value to me, like 40 spots difference. And that's only because for every other player, they fit a certain build. So 40 other guys jump ahead of him. Um, a little bit of that is turnovers as well. So in the eight category projection, I've got him at 95. So he loses 20 spots when you factor in the value of turnovers. Um, but remember my minus one rankings, I still have about a 25% weighting of turnovers. So there's still some turnover value baked into that 114th ranked projection. But it just, I just want to illustrate that, that I don't hate Tobias Harris. He just... It's the way I draft. The way I choose to draft for a head-to-head league is I want strengths. I want minus one value, and he does not provide that at that spot. I drafted him in an earlier mock draft at like 109 because um, he, again, at that point, he does. He, he provides good value, um, so that was fine. After him goes Jalen Duran. So Duran went at 85, Jabari Smith at 86, sorry, wait, no, Duran went 84, Gafford went 85, Jabari Smith, 86, uh, Mitchell Robinson, 87, Fultz at 88. So a big run of bigs there. King Kyrie Irving is drafting all the bigs in the draft. He just wants all of the rebounds, all the field goal percentage. So this is where, okay, so if I look at King Kyrie's t- uh, team, he's gone very hard on a very specific build. 
He's gone Jokic, Mobley, Bam, DeMar, Paolo, Durant, and Gafford. He's absolutely crushing every single team in field goal percentage. He's crushing every team in rebounds. He's pretty strong in blocks. His steals are going to suck. His points, I think, are going to not be the best. Although, yeah, even even though you've drafted DeMar and Paolo, taking these guys here in the first couple of rounds, it's going to set you back a bit. So his points, I don't think, are that strong. His threes are down the toilet. His free throw percentage, despite drafting DeMar DeRozan, I think is pretty poor. Paolo's going to tank that a fair bit. Mobley's going to tank it a fair bit. Uh, Duran's going to tank it a bit as well. Um, so I think his free throws are down. Steals are down. So he's very strong in, what did I say? Field goal percentage, rebounds, blocks. He's okay in points, turnovers, and assists. Like, he's got three big, big strengths, but there comes a point where it's overkill now. Like, these guys might all rank well in a punt threes build. Like, if you're using a basketball monster or something like that, you click on punt threes, and these guys, he would have a team where, like, they're all top 50 in his build. But the team is not balanced, in my point of view, because you need those other things. You need to, if you're going to go for assists, you needed a big assist guy earlier. If you want to go for points, you needed to maybe forego one of these big guys. As much as I like Mobley, as much as I like Bam this season, you need to get those points early. If you were going to forgo that, maybe you needed a stronger blocks player. So if you were going to forgo points, then maybe DeMar DeRozan is not the guy you want to get there. Maybe that needs to be a player that blocks more shots. Um, that That is something that, again, always needs to take into account. You want to build a balanced team or enough that you can dominate in several categories, not just three or four, because that's going to lead to a lot of issues. And it's a very risky build, in my opinion. After all that waffling, Marco Fultz went. Uh, Robert Williams went at 89. Bit high for me. I think he's going to be a backup. Uh, not going to play as many minutes as he did last season, in my opinion. But he healed. Again, too early for me. I think he's coming off the bench. Onyeka Kongu, love that pick. He could return that rank even in a bench role. And then huge upside. Clay Thompson, John Collins, Andrew Wiggins, Austin Reeves, and it's back to me. Jeez, that was quick. Uh, all right, who do I want here? Okay, so this is where I'm going to need to take my bigs, and this is where I'm going to draft, I think, just quickly scan the, the board here. I think I'm going to go Clint Capella. So I needed one of those guys to fall to me, and Capella did. So at 96, I don't mind it. Again, poor free throw percentage, but I was so strong in that category earlier, I think I can absorb it. And I'm probably going to need another big again on the next way around to get those rebounds and blocks even higher. Um, ooh, Wendell Carter is a guy I like. And who else do I like as well? Um, I like Zach Collins. Nurkic, I think. Oh, there goes Collins. I think if Wendell can make it to me, I've got one more pick. I've got to survive this. But if Wendell can make it to me, he's going to be my dude. Yeah, well, there goes Nurkic. Okay, so I think Wendell's going to be my guy here. Doesn't necessarily address the blocks, but the he hits threes now, man. So he's so underrated. This is pick 101. I'm going to take Wendell Carter Jr. here. So... All right, my rebounds are now looking much better. Much, much better. So Wendell, Capella, Jakob, all can give me close to 10 rebounds a game. Look, Kevin Durant, still a decent rebound as well. A couple of poor ones in here. Tyler Hero's okay. But now that I've built up a decent team here, um, I'm pretty happy with that so far. Man, this part of, part of Steel's team is not too bad. How am I looking in assists? I haven't got any elite assists guy, but I'm pretty decent across the board. I'm probably I'm probably not really strong in that category, but I'm not last. Maybe that also means my turnovers are decent as well. I'm hoping I'm strong enough in assists that I'll beat half the teams and in the teams that beat me in assists, I can beat them in turnovers. That's kind of a way I like to view it as well sometimes in drafts because often assists and turnovers are quite strongly correlated, but so are points and turnovers. So we'll see. But I think I'm pretty strong in points. I'm pretty strong in rebounds now. Uh, threes, I'm very strong in as well. Even though I've got a few non-three-point shooting bigs, I've got some elite guys in pool: Kyrie, uh, Tyler Hero, Zach Levine, 
Um, steals are down the toilet. Blocks I could use with another blocker because I've only really got Yakapurtle and Clinkapel, and they're like one, one and a half block guys, not two blocks per game. Durant's going to block some shots. Kyrie actually nearly blocks a shot per game as a guard as well, but I need to be a bit stronger there. So I need, what do I need? Three, no, sorry, assists and blocks, which is not an easy combination to come by. Not an easy combination to come by. That's where we're going to have to focus our last few picks. Oh, I do know someone that can maybe give me that combination. He'll go on my queue. It's a Sar Thompson for those playing along. <laughs> uh, Draymond is still there, but I don't think he's going to make it back. Um, after so after my pick, I'll just recap. Jonas Valanciunas went. I don't like that one at all. Uh, ben Simmons, Ru- D'Angelo Russell, Trey Jones, Scoot Henderson. That's a decent spot to get Scoot at 106. I think that's actually got some upside there. Like that. Gary Trent Jr., I don't like it. I think we're really relying on those steals. It, it like it, in my projections, I've played around with Gary Trent. If you drop his steals down by like point one or point two, he drops like 20, 30, 40 spots. It is so finite and so easy for him to fall really far in drafts just by those steal numbers changing. And I don't love relying on that. So to me, he's not a player I'm targeting really anywhere. Oh, there goes Russell Westbrook. So again, King Kyrie Irving. We, we picked on his team a little bit before. I'm not, I'm not picking on him, but I'm just using it as a point to illustrate um, something that I feel quite strongly about. Now, he's trying to make up, I believe, some assists at this point. So that's that's fair. Like, we had some good assist guys earlier as bigs. He still hadn't drafted a point guard. So Russell Westbrook is his first point guard that he's drafted. And then he's gone Bruce Brown. So... Bruce Brown, not really an assist guy, but Westbrook is. Again, there's some risks associated with Westbrook in terms of, you know, what if they get James Harden or something like that. But look, if it if it doesn't happen, it could be okay. So I don't mind those picks at that spot for that particular team. He's got his point guards now. We'll see. We shall see. Brandon Miller at 114. That is far too early, in my opinion. Look, it helps now that Bridges... Uh, I mean, what's going on with Bridges? I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen with Bridges. I really don't know at all. Um, but I still think he's going to struggle, and I don't think his fancy game is all that friendly anyway. Benedict Matherin at 115. That one, I do like. I Again, another player that I've shifted up my rankings a little bit now. I think he's a guy you can take at that, you know, starting your starting squad kind of a pick here, which we are still doing in a 14-team league. So remember, we're still filling out our starters here. So the Flyers, probably in this kind of deeper league, need to hold off a little bit. So Brennan Miller, to me, constitutes as a flyer. Ah, Far out. There goes Asar Thompson at 116. Probably wishful thinking to think that he was going to make it back to me. Um, all right. We're going to regroup here. We're going to regroup. PJ Washington. Could he be someone I look at? Could I look at someone like... Ooh. What did I say? I needed assistant blocks. Yeah, not a very easy combination to look for. Not very easy indeed. I've seen some good picks here. Trey Murphy goes at 118. Look, I don't mind that in a 12-team. In a 14-team league, I think it's a bit early because, again, this is your ninth player. So you got to then fill your starting spot with this player and then another player to get like two more guys before your starting roster is finished. He's obviously going to move to an IR spot and then you're going to have to pick someone up off the waiver to fill his gap there in a daily changes league you still got five rounds left. Um, so that player at that spot, their value is going to be significantly different to someone else that if you would have drafted at that point. So I think it's a bit early in this type of a format. Aaron Gordon goes at 119. That's fine. I think that's fine. He's way down by his free throw percentage. So interesting that this team is not seeming to be punting free throw percentage, but they probably are decently strong. Interesting selection there. My pick is coming up, and I don't really know what I'm going to do here. This is a tough spot. Um, hmm. Difficult, 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 difficult. 
we are still looking for some players that I can feel confident in their role at least. There's a guy who could be assistant blocks. Hmm. How early do I go? Okay. So there goes Kevin Herter. It's up to me now. So a few guys on the board. I'm looking at Shane Sharp. Patrick Williams is a guy I could consider here. Do I go... Paul Reed at this spot. I think it's a bit early in a fourteen team. Uh, uh, Jaden Ivy, mm, Jeremy Sohan. Oh, it's all yuck. Let's go, Patrick Williams, because I believe he's going to start, and I believe he can give me some block upside from a non-traditional centre-type player. So again, he's kind of a flyer without being a flyer. Like, I'm confident in at least his role, but he still has upside as a young player at 124. So I'll go that there. This is So the, yeah, this is the spot where I like to do the, the upside, but not flyers. I, I want to make a distinguishment between those two things. Like, a flyer is like... It could go really bad. It could go to a spot where you drop this player there, 180th, there, 200th. I don't see that possibility with Patrick Williams, but I do see the upside of him being maybe a top 100 player. Um, but I feel confident in his at least his role in his minutes, um, which is a big thing for me at this kind of a spot. After him went Jeremy, uh, sorry, Shaden Sharp and Jeremy Sohart, and then Derek Lively, 127. Ooh, that would have been a nice one for me to get. But again, a little early in this spot here. The next few guys I'm considering are Jalen Johnson, Paul Reed, and Jaden Ivey. Now, how confident am I in Jalen Johnson? Is he considered a flyer to me at this spot? I think you technically would say he is, but... I am buying in, and I think that maybe in a couple of days' time, it might be confirmed that he's the starter going into the season, at least to begin the year. So I'm going to take him there. Again, I'm trying to get those block numbers up, which Jalen can give me, and he can give me assists, that rare combination. And um, I just I think he's a really good player. I think even if he does come off the bench, he could provide, like I dropped him at 129 there, he could provide me that even in a backup six-man, seventh-man kind of a role. And I think he's got upside to go top 100, top 90. Um, if I was maybe further along and, and like there was less picks between my pick there and the next pick, I might have tried to get him in the next round, but I don't think he would have made it to me because I was, what am I, basically... 20-something picks between my picks at that spot. So, Jalen Johnson, that's where I have him. Again, he's another one that's risen a little bit to me since the preseason. There was a quote today that they hope that Hunter and Bay are going to be ready for the start of the season, but by no means is that confirmed. And I think, again, it's a new coach this year. Does he just like Jalen Johnson? I mean, he should. I really like him. I've been high on him since the draft. And in my opinion, he's the best player out of the three. Yes, he has some issues with his three-point shooting, but those other two players are probably overrated when it comes to their three-point shooting. The percentages definitely say that they are. Um, and Jalen just gives that athletic pop, that playmaking from the forward position, the defensive ability that they don't really get from those other two, or at least the combination of those things from the other two. Um so I am buying Jalen Johnson's stock. Anyway, that's a big spiel on him. Um, Mike Conley went after Jalen Johnson, Jordan Clarkson, then Herb Jones, Bojan Bogdanovic, Obi Toppin, Bobby Portis, Carl Anderson. Again, more boring picks than you'd maybe see at this spot, but I don't mind that for the 14-team. I remember last starting spot. So Mike Conley probably wouldn't go that high normally. Um, Jordan Clarkson maybe probably wouldn't go that high. Bobby Portis, but they're all fine. Bobby Portis is probably the one I like the least. But, yeah. Again, in a 14-team league, it makes more sense. 
Oh, there goes Stephen Adams, 137. I love Stephen Adams in most drafts. He is always, always, always discounted because of his free throw percentage. I would have considered him, but I have taken a few poorer free throw guys in Wendell, Clint, and Jakub. So he probably would have tanked my free throws enough that it's not as valuable for me. Um, but yeah, I love Stephen Adams at that spot. Because he's just a good starting big man. Like 11, he might be top five in rebounds. Um, to get that at pick 137, it's awesome. I know he sucks at free throws. Jaden Ivey went after him at 138. What? What? I can't wrap my head around Jaden Ivey and what I expect from him this season. He's coming off the bench in the preseason. Is that something they're going to persist with? Maybe. It looks like it's going to happen. I would have to think that he would at least still get his minutes, even if he's coming off the bench. Like, he was their top five pick last year. Top five? Was he top five? Um, maybe top four? I can't remember exactly. But he was, obviously, they invested heavily in him. He played a lot of minutes last year. He looked really good at the end of the last season when they put the ball in his hands a bit more. I know Cade is coming back, so that's probably their rationale for putting him on the bench. But he should still feast in terms of minutes, so if the minutes remain the same and he starts on the bench, he probably shares a little bit less with Cade on the floor. So his usage and assist rate should be a little bit higher. Maybe I'm just talking myself into it because I drafted him in the 30 deep uh, ball boys league. But this could be a good thing. Maybe. There is risk. He obviously also has his issues in terms of his percentages, his turnovers, his lack of defensive stats. So, look, he's by no means a, a super high upside player, but in terms of points and assists this late in the draft, and again, in a bigger, deeper league, those things have an elevated amount of value, I think, because, again, scarcity. It just You're not going to find it. You're not going to find it elsewhere. Paul Reed also went in the next round. So, my fantasy hoops backed up a few nice late picks here, in my opinion. What have they got? Maybe they have gone with the punt free throw build. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind my Fantasy Hoops' team there. Um, just to recap a few picks. So after Jaden Ivey went, Emmanuel Quickly, Norm Powell, Christian Wood, Isaiah Stewart, Paul Reed, Sadiq Bay, Amen Thompson. I am back on the Amen Thompson fair bit later than Asar, just in terms of the confidence in him getting minutes. I think it's really tough. Kobe White is a 147. That's a good pick there, I think, from Archie. I think looks like he's going to start. So he's another person who I've elevated in my rankings. I think he's a fine pick at this sort of a spot. Points, threes, free throw percentage, maybe some assists. No defensive stats. Um, oh, excuse me. Got up early this morning. Um, no defensive stats, but that's fine at this spot. You can you can find a little bit of that later. Stream it in maybe. All right. Who do I want? Who do I want at this point in the draft? Let's have a look. We're looking for upside now. We are looking for upside. Ooh, actually, I've got a guy that I want. He won't fit my build, but I definitely want him as an upside pick. Um, What about Denny Avdiar? Let's throw him in the queue. Let's throw Quinton Grimes in the queue. Let's throw... Hmm. Not many other guys I love. Let's throw Al Horford went boring. Um okay. I think this is where I'm gonna take the other guy again, another player that I've increased in my rankings because of the preseason. Again, I try not to overreact to preseason basketball and numbers and things like that, but what I do want to watch is for role and for opportunity. And I think this guy is going to have it, and I just want to take a stab. And I'm taking Bilal Kulabali at that spot. I know I'm punting steals, so his steals don't actually help me all that much, but his blocks will. And he looks like he's going to have opportunity. And again, I think there's a chance he could blow up. And even if it doesn't fit my team, it might fit someone else's team. So... I think he could be at least worth something in a trade scenario. But, yeah, and again, 152nd. His blocks alone might be valuable enough for me at that spot. Um, I'm really big on his long-term potential. I did not think it would happen as fast as it is, but he started their preseason game so far, and he's looked like he can step up and handle it at this stage. 
Again, it could all fall apart during the regular season, but I didn't think he'd be starting. I didn't think he'd be playing this amount of minutes early on. He might not still, but I want to take a crack at this point here. So again, he's another guy that I have increased in my rankings over the last um, little while. I'm probably falling back behind in my threes since the early part of the draft. I've, dra- I've drafted a few guys that are a bit more defensive orientated, rebound orientated. So I probably need to get back on the threes and points train. So who can I do? Who can I draft at that point that can help me there? Colin Sexton goes. Um, all right. Points, threes. Hmm. Quinton Grimes is there for me as a guy in my queue. Dante DiVincenzo. Or Keontae George, maybe. I don't know. Um, let's just go with... Let's go with Grimesy. He looks like he's starting. Maybe not quite the upside pick, but maybe that can offset the riskier Jalen Johnson pick I had earlier. He should get minutes. He'll shoot some threes, which is, again, what I was looking for with that pick there. We're starting to get to the point where we're getting quite deep now. So, again, in a regular draft, you'd be you'd be done by now if you had the 13 roster spots. You'd be in your last pick if you had the 14. So we're going to go still another couple of rounds. This is where we get to the deeper sleepers now. So I'm going to have to start digging Start digging around for some good value at this point. Going to have to get some deep dives. What do you think of my squad so far, guys? If you've been listening along so far, uh, if you're still listening, I know it's been, what's it been, nearly 55 minutes. Tell me what your favorite pick of mine was. Tell me your favorite pick of mine and your least favorite pick of mine. Drop that in the comments on YouTube. If you're still watching at 55 minutes, favorite pick, da-da, least favorite pick, da-da. Let me know in the comment section below, and I'll know you guys have been uh, watching the whole way through. Appreciate you guys also tuning into my content. I know there's so much content in fantasy basketball out there at the moment. It's the crazy time. It's like everyone's putting out sleepers, busts, and all this sort of stuff, and, and you know, I will too. But <laughs> just appreciate everyone who stops by and listens to my content, takes the time to you know, support the show and, and follow me on Twitter and all those sort of things. Um, so I know that you've got a lot of other options, um, but thank you very much for, for tuning in to the Ball Boys, guys. I, I do really appreciate it. And especially a big shout out to those guys who have supported myself and the show by getting the season guide over at ballboysmb.com. Um, all that money so far is going to be reinvested um, into making next year's season guide even better. I've probably exhausted my knowledge as a website designer. Um, you know, everything I've done so far has been self-taught. So I'm probably, hopefully for next year, again, I've got so many ideas. I'm probably going to be looking for someone to help me. So if you guys know any website designers, email me at ballboysmba.com um, because next season or next year, I'm hoping to get some more fancy tools, some new features and things like that that I will probably need some help in implementing. Um, but just so you guys know that if you have subscribed and have paid for a season guide, that is where your money is going to be going. It's going to be going to making the, the content and the quality of the product better. I mean, last year we have reinvested into, you can't see this on the thing, but lighting, uh, we've got a new uh, computer so I can do these live streams and things like that more efficiently. Uh, the backdrop and all this sort of stuff, it's all been because of everyone who bought a season guide last year. Um, so I hope that you guys appreciate the um, what I think is an improvement in quality and we're going to continue to keep improving as we go along, guys. So again, just a big shout out um, to everyone else who supported the show so far. All right, what have we had happen since? So we're trudging along here towards the end here. Um, so I went Quince Grimes, Kelly Oubre, RJ Barrett, Gross, Malcolm Brogdon, Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga, to give his credit, I haven't been a big Kaminga fan He's looked good in the preseason, so maybe there's something there. He's definitely putting up stats in preseason. Not someone I would love to overreact to because, remember, there's so many proven vets in front of him and they're trying to win a championship, so they don't have room to give players like him just free minutes, but he has looked better than I've seen him in the past. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Jalen Suggs started so far at shooting guard, uh, which, again, very interesting. Uh, Denny Avdia, Kevon Looney, 
Like that one. Gabe Vincent, Josh Richardson, Chris Dunn is a very interesting one at 168. Could Dunn be the starting point guard in Utah? Not out of the realms of possibility. Could happen. Assistant steals, man. He'll give them to you. Uh, after Dunn went Caruso, Dwight Powell. Don't love that Dwight Powell pick. Like, what upside is there with that one? Really nothing at all. Yeah, I think you can go a bit more upside, a bit more wild than that. Um, Biano? Biano? Yeah, I think you can go a bit more upside there. Um, who am I putting on my queue in hopes that they get back to me? Well, let's maybe we could do a stack. Maybe we can stack DeAndre Hunter with Jalen Johnson. Because what are we at now? 170. Oh, he's going he's gonna to beat that if he gets the minutes. Which, again, don't know if he will. Luke Kennard is a guy I'll put in my queue again. I think he's the guy that could start. Actually, there's a guy that's a perp. He's going to make it to me if he makes it to me. He's going to be the guy I pick. I've just put Jaden Hardy again. I, every time I say a player, he'll go. Watch this. He'll go in the next two picks. But I just put Jaden Hardy in my queue, and he is the guy I want. Again, Kyrie Irving, I selected him at round two. So I want, again, a bit of a handcuff and, again, a late flyer that if something does happen, if this hip issue is a, is a thing that's ongoing, at least I've got the guy that's going to benefit, but watch, he's going to go in these next few picks. I guarantee it. Javon Carter, okay, no interest in that one. Who else can I throw into my queue here? Scrolling down, scrolling right down. Um, also, just remember, I just reminded myself as I'm scrolling on this list here, Bilal Koulibaly is ranked like 580th on Yahoo at the moment. So you're not going to see him in your queue unless you actually search for him. So just remember that he is ranked well, well down on Yahoo's rankings. 580th. He is definitely someone that you need to know that so you can search him up and not just rely on seeing him at the top of the queue. They might update it. They usually do like one update like right before draft season, or at least they did last year. So... If that happens, he'll definitely be one that moves up. But if they have it by the time you watch this video or by the time you're doing your draft, remember, 587th, I think he was, um, in the pre-ranks for Yahoo. Come on, one more one more pick, and I get Jaden Hardy. Good, 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 good. Excellent. All right, let's go Jaden Hardy here. Keep this draft moving along. Again, I'm not usually a big handcuff guy, especially in daily changes. In a weekly changes, I might have got him even a bit earlier. But in a daily changes, I'm just getting him here at the last couple of rounds just in case. Again, we're still a, you know, a couple of weeks away from the season starting. Week and a half, not, not too far. Um, but I just want to have a bit of insurance. And again, he, he can do decent enough in limited minutes. I think there's some upside here. At, where did I get him at? 180th. I like that Dante DiVincenzo pick and the Nas Reed pick. Again, a lot of upside there. Jonathan Isaac. Sure, have a crack. I don't think it's going to pay off, but it might. And if it does, it'll be big. All right, last pick in this final one here. Who, I think Luke Kennard will be the guy. Yeah, he is there, and I think he could be the starter for Memphis. So, yeah, he's going to be my guy here. And again, just those threes at the end of the draft, 185th, like if he's starting, he he pisses that in um, just on three-point volume alone. So that is my team. Again, we'll go through it all at the end. I mean, these picks here, I don't think there's anything super interesting left on the board, really. Karis LeVert, that's fine. He's Looks like he'll get some decent minutes. He looks like he'll be one of those guys that starts even when like anyone is out, like if the center, a power forward, a guard goes out. He looks like he's going to be the guy that benefits. So I like those kind of players late because it doesn't... For most teams, there's not actually that many times where everyone's healthy. So um, I think he could benefit. But remember, the percentage is going to be pretty tough. Not many defensive stats. Jarris Walker goes. Interesting. He probably went pretty late there. I'm not a believer that he's going to really return big value. I know some people are getting excited about Jarris Walker. I haven't really bumped him up my rankings at all too much. Um, he's had like a good game, a bad game, and an okay game. So, you know, we focus on that. I think it was the first game he played where he put up a really good stat line, but we've kind of ignored the other ones. Um, I still think he's going to come off the bench at least for a little while. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's fine. Um, 
in fact, at this spot, it's a good flyer to take, but I know a lot of people are getting very hyped about him. Uh, but at 189, I mean, that's that's great. Great great value if it, if it does work up. You've got, a, you've got a good draft there. Kyle Lowry finally goes at 190. I mean, at 190, that could definitely be value if you're starting, so don't mind that. Um, but yeah, have a look at my team, guys. And again, if you are still listening, give me what you think my best pick and what my worst pick was in the draft. I think I've done pretty well in terms of my scoring. I think we're very strong. My rebounds should be strong. I salvaged a decent amount of blocks late. I don't think I'll lead the league in blocks, but I should be decently competitive, um, especially with some of these guys at the end here as forwards can probably get me close to a block per game, plus a couple of these centers that can you know give me those one and a half blocks, which I probably need. Kevin Durant, 1.2, 1.3 blocks. So I should be decently competitive there. Um, and assists... Okay, without being outstanding. Free throw percentage should be strong despite some of the poor free throw guys, but I've got a really big strength here. Three should be good. Steals in the toilet. Um, Field goal percentage. Hmm. Should be solid. Pool, Levine, but then I've got Pirtle. Should be solid. I should be pretty good in both percentages, I think. Um, Yeah. We'll see how we go. Again, um... Try to mix it up a little bit. I think I would normally have just gone with the punt, assist, and steal uh, build after those first two guys, but wanted to try something out differently and, and salvage a little bit of those assists later on. Um, and so by going someone like a Zach Levine, a Tyler Hero at that sort of a spot, I think I might have done that, or maybe not. We'll see. Um, let me know what you guys think down below, guys. And again, remember, if you haven't already... Go and check out ballboysmba.com. Get yourself a season guide and get ready for your fantasy basketball drafts. Let me know down in the comment section below what was your favorite pick or your least favorite pick of mine. Do you think I did well in the draft? Do you think I did terribly? You know, feel free to be as ruthless as you want to be. I can take it. Don't worry, guys. Um, in this week, we will have our top 10 busts, our top 10 sleepers. We're also going to be doing uh, the top players to draft for every category is a video I'm going to be doing. There'll be a live Q&A video podcast coming out, I believe, on Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, uh, Thursday for us Aussies over here. We're going to be doing a preseason wrap-up and also continuing our top 25 most interesting. See you guys next time. Have a good one. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.